I grew up calling this man, this, this brother Tommy, but uh, his name, he's known as TK, uh, TK uh, Thrower. And uh, say hi, TK. And uh, I, uh, well, I've known him ever since I've been born. Because <laughs> he beat me out of the womb. He's two and a half, two and a half years older. And uh, then come on up here, Robin. And God has done some powerful and recent things. And uh, the, the part of the, the testimony is going to involve what God has done in, in their family. And I'm very, very thankful for, I don't know if everybody has the, the um, I know many do not have the privilege of having a, a, an actual blood brother walk with the Lord too. It's, I know many families have, there's a devout person here walking with Jesus and there's somebody over here not. Well, this is where, th this is a grace that I'm so grateful for and uh, I'm so great, grateful that uh, my brother passionately pursues Jesus and my sister-in-law, Robin, and uh, she just recently retired and uh, they got a bunch of, see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, what are we, how many grandkids? Eight. Eight, eight, so I lost count. So anyway, they have some hugging and fun to do there, so. Well, everybody welcome TKs. And Robin. Well, in my family, my brother got all the musical talent, and uh, that's obvious, isn't it? I have administrative talent. I'm a retired principal. And um, today I'm going to share with you, I want you to instill in your hearts two words, and I want you to follow them through what I speak and say today. The two words are, authority and power and they are applied in this earth in many many different ways aren't they as a very young man I'll start off with a little humor as a very young man in my about 18 19 years of age I worked for Sears as a deluxe and delivery individual we took out stoves and refrigerators and washers and dryers and hooked them up but on one occasion, we were told that we were going to Sherall, South Carolina, which is about 30 miles from where I live, and we were going to install two 30,000 BTU window unit air conditioners. That's not, that takes a little time. And around here, I see that you have window units. In the south, there's more central heat and air, central air, but, but up here, you don't need it as much. But anyway... So we get in the truck, and I got my buddy Mike. He's driving. So we get to the store, and the salesman says, I've drawn you a map to get to where you're going. I said, why is that? He said, because it's very rural and very private. He says, it's like a community building. He said, here are the keys, and I need you to be out by said time, which was about 12. Well, we didn't get there at about 9.30 or 10. So we drive down these country roads way back, and it's at the end of harvest season. Crops are being harvested and all that kind of stuff. It's a farming community. And we come up on this little building. And so we open the door, and you can tell inside this little kitchen in the back and stuff. So we start taking the air-conditioned unit out and assembling the framework and putting the first one in, and this vehicle drives up. Brand-new Ford truck. In a few minutes, a brand-new Cadillac drove up. I said, 
that was interesting to me that these farming communities, brand new vehicles were driving up. So anyway, we get that air conditioning unit installed and running, and it's cooling the place down. So people continue to arrive, and Mike said, hurry up, hurry up. I said, what? And I'm down on the ground assembling, and I can look up through the air conditioning, and there are men seated around this table, and they're setting guns out on the table and stacks of money on the table. And one guy says, just to keep the game honest, he pulls up a sawed-off double-barrel shotgun and lays it on the table. <laughs> Immediately, I had a very uncomfortable feeling going on because we weren't through installing the window unit. Okay? And so I said, I'll hurry up, Mike. And so we're there another 15 or 20 minutes, and cards begin to shuffle and stuff. So, but finally... We get it installed, and in our haste, we drove off and forgot to leave the keys with them. And so I told Mike, I said, we've got to take the keys back. He said, you, yeah, you're right. He said, we're going to flip a coin. So I don't want to go to that door. I said, well, flip the coin, <laughs> and I lost. So I go to the door and tap on the door, and hold the keys in my hand, and I am met in my face with that double-barrel shotgun straight in my eyes. And I said, I'm sorry we forgot to leave you the keys. Oh, that's all right. Come on in and have a beer. We're having a good time and all this stuff. And I said, I'm, you know, I'm on the job. we got to go back to the store, but I appreciate it. So I leave him the keys. Now, I'm troubled in my spirit that all this is going on because I'm a young Christian. So I get back to the store and I tell the salesman, I said, is it against the law to gamble down here and do all that they're doing? And he looked at me and said, son, not when the sheriff's playing. <laughs> Who was in power? Who had authority? All right? That's in the world's point of view. I'd like for you to go ahead and put up Ephesians Chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, this is where we're going to begin. It says, I'll let you read it there. That the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory and inheritance are in the saints. If you are born again, your spirit man came alive at your birth. And what I want you to do today is think in terms of your spirit man. You know, most of the songs we sing, sing we're talking about our spirit. Well, everybody knows you dwell in a body. We see it. We deal with it. That has aches and pains. We all know we have emotions. If you raised a kid, you know all about kids' emotions. Uh, we know about a will. And pe some people have a weak will, and some people have a strong will. I I'm a strong-willed person. I, I make things happen. That's the that was part of my nature. I had to buffer that when my spirit man came alive, okay, because I was used to making things happen. As a born-again individual... 
we have to learn something else. We have to learn to hear with our spirit. That's not as easily done as a lot of people would like for it to think that it is. I hear with my ears. I know what my brain thinks. I've studied. But none of that is any value of any value in the kingdom of God. If I don't have it in my spirit, man, I don't have it. And that's a hard pill to swallow because I'm used to studying and knowing the Word. But until that Word resonates here, instead of here, I don't grow spiritually. Okay? You know you have a spirit if you're born again. You know you have a body. And within your soul is your mind, your emotions, and your intellect. But remember, you can only learn spiritual things from your spirit. Now, I'm not sure I ever heard this quite the way I'm going to say it until I learned it. We have a spiritual God. He wrote for us a spiritual book. And there's a lot of people out there with good minds think they understand it. And I got news for them. They don't because it's only spirit understood, and he wrote it for his spiritual children so that we might have fellowship with him. Commun just like we were singing, communion with him, resonance with him. His, your spirit is the only thing that is eternal. Body's going to go, your brain's going to go, your... Motions are going to go, but your spirit man is going to continue. First John, Jesus, it says, in the beginning was the Word. He's always been. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And nothing that was made was made without Him. All spirit. All spirit. You're going to hear me drive that because too many people are dependent upon their brain, their flesh, their emotions, their will, and everything else to make things happen in life. And that works a lot in the natural because I've used them. But if I want to grow as a spiritual man, I've got to learn to feed my spirit and, and, and walk after the spirit. Amen. I invite you to invite the Holy Spirit to teach you. What did Jesus say? I have to go away. And if I go away, what's going to happen? I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and what is he going to do? He's going to teach you all things. But he's not teaching your mind. He's teaching your spirit. And I didn't, this that I'm sharing with you is kind, I mean, I've, kind, I've known it, but I haven't known it to the degree my spiritual man is understanding it today. And I want to communicate it with you because you will grow and develop more powerfully, much quicker if you learn to hear from the Spirit. Now, those of you who pray in tongues, you're praying in the Spirit. No question about it. But oftentimes in your mind, you're praying out of your mind. You may not, if you're not praying the Word, you might not be praying in the Spirit. You follow? And I've heard a lot of wasted... <laughs> Put it this way, I'm in Gideon's International, visit a lot of churches, and not all churches are spirit-filled, and you hear a lot of prayers that are falling on the ground because they're not spirit-led, okay? 
So you have authority when you've been born again. In Ephesians 6.12, we wrestle not against blood, flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When you were born again, you received that power. You say, what? I didn't get that. Yes, you did. If you remember that Christ, of course, you know the portions. He was crucified. He was buried, and he resurrected. But where is he now? He is ascended into heaven and seated where? At the right hand of the Father. And where are you in spirit? You are right there with him. You are in him in spirit. So if he's the head, what are you? Now let me ask you from a practical point of view, young fella. Will your body do everything your head says? And neither will the body of Christ do everything that he, the head tells us to do either. Why? Because we have a will to choose to be obedient or disobedient. And if you're not listening to hear the mind of Christ, sometimes you don't know whether you need what you need to do. Have you ever had a kid that rebelled against what you were doing, wanted him to do? I think there are members of the body of Christ in ignorance rebel against the desire of the Father. I heard an interesting statement not too long ago about witnessing. And it's important that we witness to everyone we come along, come up to. And I've heard people say this, I, I don't feel led. And I said, well, go to the fish store or to the, the, to the hardware store and buy you a lead weight. And put that lead weight in your pocket. And the next time you come up on somebody that you need to talk to, reach in there and feel the lead and you'll be led to speak to this individual about the Lord. Listen, no one deserves not to hear the gospel. They can reject it, but you have a responsibility to share. So don't think you have to be led. Just carry that piece of lead in your pocket, and you'll be led. I heard that, and I said, this makes so much sense. As I have gotten older... I don't know how to put this, but as a principle, I was restricted in my ability to share the gospel in certain ways, okay? And so I shared the gospel very subtly, very subtly. <laughs> I want to share one statement I used to say in the school. Every morning, announcements. We of the faculty and staff of Rohannon Junior High School have good plans for you. We believe each of you has a hope and a future. <laughs> what was I telling them? Jeremiah 29, 11, wasn't I? And I said, it doesn't make any difference in this life where you come from. It's where you're going that truly makes a difference. I have kids now that meet me on the street. I know you got that, Mr. Thor. I know you got that. And so I sowed Jeremiah 29 11, the Word of God, into the spirits of many, many young people over years. 
We often, I have sung, there's a song, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things are, that are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God. If you're risen, then you should be seeking. What are you seeking? As a young man, I, I sought uh, to build a home. Uh, had three children. I sought to raise those children. I sought the mind of Christ so I'd do a good job. I sought peace in the family. I'm going to throw this out there. My wife and I have had one argument in 46 years of marriage. How many can call that? How many can claim that? Early on, we both got saved young. We had an argument. I said, we're not ever doing that again. And she agreed, and we haven't. We ne this Lord brings peace. You can have that peace too. It's a choice of your spiritual man. The Holy Spirit will prompt you when you need to respond. Have you ever been praying and, and somebody was there and you didn't know what to say? I've often taken a deep breath, turned away and say, Holy Spirit, what would you have me to say? As a principle, I often had people come to the building who were not exactly the happiest because of some issue that occurred. <laughs> and so I, the reception would, receptionist would call me and say, Mr. Thor so-and-so is here. They need to discuss an issue with, with you related to the child. I said, okay, give me three minutes. I'd bow my head, and I'd ask the Lord to give me the spirit of wisdom. And as I rested, I accepted that I received his spirit of wisdom. And so I'd walk up the front, and I'd ask the parent to come on back. I'd let them air out their grievance and listen. And the whole time they were airing out, I was trusting the Lord for his wisdom. And I can, in nine years of principal, I had one time that I couldn't satisfy the parent. And I believe they were controlled by a demonic spirit. That's the only time. And the, the secretary at the front, she said, Mr. Thor, how do you do that? I said, it's real simple. I hear the voice of the Lord providing me wisdom. Each of your lives you need, before you make an important decision, you need the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit is there willing and ready to provide. If you don't have peace, don't do it. If you don't have the peace of God, don't do it. I'm going to share with you one at the end of my career where I heard the voice of God and it stunned me. If, you ever, if, you, if you've ever heard like I heard, and I, I don't hear like that often, my brother tends to hear the Lord's direction for people, and that's a part of his ministry. I don't hear quite that much, but I'll share with you that day. I had made my rounds in the school. I went back to my office. I had a devotional on my computer. I read that devotional, and I made this statement. Lord, what would you have me to do today? And he said, you need to resign. And it stunned me. Resign. And it was like he said, you heard me. I said, Yes, sir, I did. I struggled with it. I'd been a principal of that school nine years. I had the years in that I could retire. 
I knew changes were coming because they were changing my school from a junior high to a middle school, but I didn't know all the, all the ins and outs. So I filled out my resignation. I took it over to the personnel manager. He said, TK, I can't take this. You have to give it to the superintendent. I said, no problem. So I walked around to the <laughs> superintendent's office, gave it to him. He said, TK, I wasn't expecting this. And I said, neither was I. I, I didn't know how to, you know, I, had re I couldn't tell my superintendent the Lord told me to resign. He'd think I was crazy as a bed bug or something. You know what I mean? So I just said, you know, I said what I said. Within three weeks, I knew exactly why the Lord had me to resign. There wasn't any question as to why because they were pulling my personnel. They were rearranging, doing everything. And I had to work nine hard years to hire people for the right positions, to do the right thing. Anybody that's in any kind of uh, military or in supervision, you know what it's like to get the right people in the right place. They destroyed what I had done. And so that summer, well, after I resigned, <laughs> I, I walked in peace because I didn't have that turmoil to deal with anymore. Here of late, I've been praying this prayer, and I want you to hear this prayer, and I, I encourage you to pray along the same way. By faith, I receive, Lord, your spirit of wisdom, your spirit of revelation. I trust you, Holy Spirit, to teach my spirit so that I might fulfill the Father's will in my life. I ask for words of knowledge, words of wisdom, so that I might build up, edify, and encourage my brothers and sisters in Christ and be a walking witness for those who do not know you as of yet. Okay? So, in our position of authority, we have authority over sickness and disease. Sickness and disease. I would estimate eight, nine months ago, my wife started dealing with symptoms that were extremely difficult. She could barely dress herself. She could not do this. She could not step backwards. She felt like she was glued to the floor. If she attempted, she would fall and stumble backwards. We began taking her seeking medical attention. The first doctor we went to recommended that she have a spinal tap to remove excess fluid from her brain. He surmised that she had excess fluid on her brain and that that was what was impeding her ability for her brain to send signals to her body to complete tasks. She went for the spinal tap when she stood up she said i feel completely normal it lasted three or four days and she went right back to the symptoms in the meantime we heard a sermon much like i'm sharing with you in that sermon brother moore who was the speaker i don't know if you, you remember he, he's been here before donald moore he said to state we win he, Satan, loses. So my wife and I began holding hands and stating, we win and Satan loses. 
We have victory over this. We win. He loses. And I said it, and we said it, and we said it, and we said it. She went to another physician. She went to, through another where they put, I forget, something in your bloodstream, and they x-ray your brain, okay? And upon the results of that, he diagnosed her with Parkinson's. That troubled my spirit. We did not accept that diagnosis, okay? Very slowly, things began to change, and she progressed. She would not read anything related to Parkinson's. She would not read anything related to brain non-function. And we stated, we have won. We are victorious. As husband and wife, we're one flesh, okay? We're one in soul. We're one in spirit. So we had to be unified and in unity to have victory. So we continued to declare victory. And guess what? Stand up, wife, and come here. <laughs> she has no symptom of Parkinson's. She has no symptom of hydrocephalic disease. None whatsoever. Why? Because our position of authority in Jesus Christ permits us to take authority over all the principalities of the earth, all sickness and disease. Now you say, how do you do that? Well, this is a new experience for me, but I'm going to share a couple of scriptures with you that if you get them here instead of here, you're in control. <laughs> Remember, and I, I read your bulletin, it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Don't look at your symptoms. Your eyes will lie because the enemy wants them to lie. Your ears will lie. Your thoughts will lie because the enemy will place thoughts in your head. And you, he will say that you didn't get what you thought you got. He's a liar and the father of them. Now Mark eleven twenty four. pull that one up. What things soever you desire when you pray from your spirit. Whatsoever things that you desire when you pray, believe in your spirit that you receive them, and what you shall have them. That is not easy. That is the truth. That is eternal. That is life. And it's spiritual. The victory is in the spirit realm. It's not in your brain realm. It's not in your emotion realm. It's not in your feeling realm. It's in the spirit realm. Now, I want to drive that thing into you because some of you are going to face some situations where you need this. Okay? You need to say, I don't believe the symptoms. I don't believe the lie of the enemy 
I believe the truth of my Jesus Christ. I believe that. Where do I believe it? In my heart. And repeat it in your heart. And say it out loud and say it. Spirit, pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Learn like you were designed to learn. Walk in peace. Hear the healing words. And do what the Holy Spirit directs you to do. Sometimes He'll direct you to do something out of the norm, just like He told me to resign. I didn't know why. I was highly respected in my school and, and in the whole school system. And about, a, about six months afterwards, a guy called me out of another county wanting me to come to work. And I did for six months. But anyhow, you have to learn to hear the Spirit. Okay? Learn. Now, you cannot continue to look at your circumstances because Satan's going to lie to you. Now, in Corinthians 1, 2, 14, the natural man or the natural mind understands not the things of the Spirit of God. That's in the Word now. So people who depend on their mind are foolish to think that they can use their mind to get what they want from God because the Word of God says you can't. So the Word of God is the Spirit of God, and the Bible says it's foolishness to the natural mind. You must understand with your heart or your spirit. Our faith must be based on the Word. So believe with your heart. Believe with your spirit. To believe with your heart is to believe independently of what your brain thinks. And I know really intelligent people. I'm not one of them. I have good sense. I have good hands. I can make things happen. But I don't have the brain power that a lot of people. I, I had a friend. He could quote you the whole book of Ephesians. But he couldn't walk one day in the Lord. He had it here. He didn't have it here. Now I'm going I'm to close with this. In Proverbs 3, 5. Now, you've heard this many, many times, I'm sure. But I'm going to add something to help you understand what the Holy Spirit was teaching through this proverb. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That is your spirit. You're trusting in the Lord with your spirit, which is your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Where is that? That's your mind. Now, this is the Word of God in Proverbs telling you what to do. Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways, Spirit, and He will make your path straight. Have you ever walked away from the direction the Lord told you to go? I think everybody has the consequences are not, not good. You, you're going to make mistakes, and it's going to happen that way. Now put up the confession that I have. I want you to read this confession out loud to yourself and read along with me. I am walking in the light of the Word, and the Word of God says He has heard me. The Word says... I am healed. The Word says, I have my healing. And I believe the Word of God.
And I want you to put that down there. there are, there's going to be a time when you need this. Because the enemy is going to throw some stupid symptom on you that doesn't belong to you. Are you hearing me? Say it again. I am walking in the light of the Word. And the Word of God says He has heard me. The Word says I am healed. The Word says I have my healing. And I believe the Word of God. It's eternal. It ain't going away. Everything else is going away. But the Word of God is remaining forever. I hope I got my point across. Bless you. Tommy. Go ahead. I have those uh, going to pray. Come on up. And um, let's all stand together. Hallelujah. When I talked to Tommy on the phone, I had a witness in my spirit that the Lord was going to release uh, an anointing, a, 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 the increase of faith to come into our spirit. How many of you, just lift your heads with me again. We've been in a spirit of worship. We've been in a spirit of revelation from the Word of God. Would you close your eyes and just lift your heads to the Lord right now? Because Jesus looks down and he doesn't see you any way but healed. The devil lies, and you know that. The devil will lie. He's the liar and the father of lies, as we just heard. Lift your heads again. Would you just lift them? Let's praise him just a minute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. See, I receive the word. We trust you, Lord. Praise we believe you, your word is so. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, Spirit of God, fall fresh on your people. Fall fresh right here in this place. Spirit of the living God, come Spirit of Revelation right now. Come, okay, I got it. I heard it. Lord, showing some of you right now that the that the symptoms are indeed the devil's lie. They're the lie of the devil, and you got something in your spirit now. Just rise up, rise up, and receive, receive this. I'm just going to let, it's almost like the cement has been laid down. It's going to get, it's going to get solid. It's going to dry solid. You know what I mean? You're going to get the word in you and it's going to be, it's going to, you got to stand in it. You got to know it because you are healed in Christ Jesus. Would you just continue to worship with me for a minute? Worship is such a key part of the revelation of the spirit of God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. It's not pretend. It's eternal. The Word of God is real. It's gone in. We praise you for that in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Just come praise him. Praise him. Say, thank you, Lord. I'm healed in Christ Jesus. My spirit hears it. My spirit responds. My spirit knows. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you let a spirit of thanksgiving just rise um, right now? Just go ahead. Just continually thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. A seed has gone in. We thank you, Lord. It's already in some of you starting to sprout. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah. And we're going to dismiss in, in just a moment, but I want to ask if, uh, if you 
the Lord's quickened something in you and you want to come and pray, we're going to agree in prayer together, okay? Amen. Amen.